Good morning, and thank you for tuning in to the Automation Morning Show for Tuesday, April 4th, 2023. My name is Sean Tierney, and let's start the show off by taking a look at what's new in industrial automation. And first up, we have a press release from DigiKey. They're celebrating 50 years. Congratulations, DigiKey. Um, we're actually celebrating 10 years today. The Auto Insights and Automation and the Automation blog is and I um, haven't even had a chance to think about that much yet. But in any case, um, I want to congratulate them. I actually first became aware of DigiKey back in the very, very early 90s. Now, we had the old fat books from Newark, and we had the taller, uh, thinner books from Allied. But um, when I first discovered DigiKey is when I had to get some 62-pin D-shell, uh, or D-sub, some people would call them, uh, uh connectors for to plug into the old KT cards and the KL cards and the T47, T45, or the KT card you'd use in an IBM-compatible PC in the old ISA bus or ISA bus. In any case, um, you know, why would people want that? Well, let's say they're putting the uh, KT card into a PC, and uh, they had a blue hose coming in, you know, it can go 10,000 feet, and they had to manually, uh, you know, make up their own connector, right, to go into that 62-pin uh, connection. So they would want to buy their own uh, clamshell connector to go into it. And, um, you know, not uh, Rockwell, I don't think at the time was making them or selling them or they were very expensive, but um, that's what we were getting them from, from DigiKey. So in any case, congratulations, DigiKey on celebrating 50 years. Keep up the great work. From there, we go over to Aegis Software site and they have a press release on the latest version of Factory Logics, their MES platform. I thought this was very interesting. First, you get the Control Logics, Compact Logics, and Factory Talk from Rockwell. And, you know, so this product kind of sounds like a Rockwell product, right? But what I really found interesting about this is that they have this um, part of this new release talks about their PLC gateway. And so they have a new gateway that simplifies and enables real time collection and data transformation into standards based IIoT between PLC equipment and software systems. Now, First of all, I don't know what there is to do as far as connecting to PLCs. I mean, OPC, right? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't you think that would be today's standard, especially UA, right? Everybody would be using OPC to talk to any PLC or PAC. So that side had me a little confused. And then on the other side, I wasn't aware that there was a standards-based IIoT data format. So I'm going to be keeping my eyes out for that. I didn't know there was a standards-based IoT format. You know, unless they're talking about MQTT, but um, what I don't know what standard they're speaking about. They don't go into any more detail, but it really kind of piqued my interest to see if we'll see more articles about IIoT standards and if there are really data mapping standards there, you know, aside from what the good folks at OPC are doing, right? So with that, I want to go on to our first uh, product announcement today, and this is from the guys over at and let me go ahead and spell this out for the audio audience. It's L-E-U-Z-E. And uh, Lewis? Luz? I don't know how to say it. But in any case, I think they're going to be at Automate. So I'll go and ask them. How do you pronounce the name of your company? This is a great small contrast sensor. It's the KRT3C. And uh, these things measure 11 millimeters by 32 millimeters by 17 millimeters. They're tiny. So very interesting product, and it's really a new product line for me. I've never followed these guys. And apparently these little sensors also have uh, IO Link in their IP67 and IP69K rated. 
So very interesting there. From there, we go over to... Now, I've been seeing a lot of products like this. This is happens to be a product from Little Fuse. It uh, talks about them expanding their lineup of DC contactors, but for e-mobility, right? For electric vehicles, right? And uh, I just thought this was very interesting because... Um, and I'll show you a larger picture of these. Um, I see a lot of announcements from our standard industrial automation vendors about how they're coming out with products for electric vehicles of all types, right? Whether they be, uh, you know, mass-produced passenger vehicles or, you know, the more larger industrial vehicles. And I think that's cool, right? Because, you know, electric vehicles is, um, I mean, it's just using the technology we've been using in manufacturing for decades, inverters and servos and motors, electric motors and whatnot. But in any case, um, having said that, um, I don't cover a lot of them because when, when a, you know, somebody announces a new inverter designed specifically for an electric car, that really doesn't impact us in our business. Yeah, like I've seen new IGBTs and new SCRs for electric vehicles and all kinds of other things. And so I haven't been covering them. These seem like they would have dual use. So I did want to cover them today. The one thing I'm, I'm a little concerned is I see a lot of almost all of the uh, automation vendors are getting into the charging stations. And, um, and I just think that technology is going to change very rapidly. So, um, in any case, and I, I, it almost seems like there's a glut of like, everybody seems to be making charging stations now. It just blows my mind away from Siemens to HBK to, uh, uh, Leviton. It just seems like everybody in the industry and I may, maybe I have some of the names wrong, but I've seen dozens of vendors making them now. And I, I, and I know there's a need for them today in certain areas where, Certain vehicles are mandated, but I think that technology is going to be changing quite a bit in the near future. So um, in any case, I want to move on and just thank our sponsor, Siemens. They sponsored four weeks of the Automation Morning Show, and this is week four of four. And so if you're talking to anybody from Siemens or the distributors, please thank them for sponsoring the show. And uh, they're not just sponsoring the show. They're all, they also send us a box of goodies to give away. And many of you have been sending in your forms every day to uh, enter into the contest to win some of those goodies. Now, I do believe I have enough. So if you've never entered in a form and you're eyeing one of those uh, USB sticks or whatnot, uh, I think I have enough that even if you still enter the form right now, you have a, almost a guaranteed chance at winning something. So the form is right here. Just click at the contest link at automate.news. It'll bring you to this form over at the automation blog. And the one thing that you need from me today and each day is the contest keyword. And today I chose SciCam. That's S-I-C-A-M. I've never used SciCam, but apparently it's power it's a power automation system and power quality system for, uh, they're saying, substation automation. So uh, in any case, uh, we're going to go with SciCam as the contest keyword. Now, if you do enjoy the show, then I'd like to ask you, and I know some of you have already done this, please let your friends and colleagues know. And if you'd like the show to grow, please consider letting your vendors know that they can also sponsor our show. And that was really corny. <laughs> I won't do that again. From there, we go over to an article from Yaskawa, and they have one talking about additive manufacturing or th 3D printing, very similar topics, and uh, robotics, right? And so we've talked about this in the past, right? But uh, in any case, this was a little different than what we've talked about. This is actually using a robot with a welding attachment 
to do additive manufacturing. And I just thought this video was cool. The article's good too, but I thought for the sake of time, I'd share the video with you and you can see how the robot arms are being used with the rotary table to uh, actually create products through additive manufacturing. So very interesting stuff indeed. From there, we also have a article from Yaskawa about their new MotoPick 4 software. Now, apparently this software allows you to, uh, you know, configure the robots with no code, right? And so they do this through building blocks. And these building blocks will allow you to create uh, solutions for up to 16 robots and six conveyors or 16 tables per robot and uh, let you, uh, you know, set it up for your pick and place and identifying different products and so on. So very interesting article. And if you're using Yaskawa, Motoman, you may want to check this out. From there, we go into our product spotlight. Today I'm spotlighting my View SE course. This course is uh, over 10 hours. It covers everything you need to know to get started with Factory Talk View SE. It's, um, I take you from the very beginning. We go through how to use the software. We go through the demos included in the software. And then I take you through building a complete project and then deploying that project. The one thing I don't cover in this course, I want to be honest and upfront, I don't get into the client-server distributed system, like the requirements, best practices, and actually setting up a server and multiple clients. And there were a couple of reasons for all that. First of all, the course just took a very long time to put together. I built everything from scratch, the curriculum, all the graphics, all the PLC code. It was just very time-consuming, and it, after spending nearly a year on it, I really wanted to start teaching and uh, uh, using other products, you know, kind of mix things up a little bit. And the second reason is, you know, most of the, the uh, learning of Factor Talk View is in the base package. You know, if, you know, you're one of those rare instances where you're going to be doing a large client service system, there's books from the vendor on what you need to know to do that. And uh, most people are not going to have a demo Windows server and a demo license of Factory Talk View SE server just hanging around to play with at home or to learn within their shop. So in any case, that kind of information is more pointed towards, hey, if you're going to do a client service system, then you need to know that. But if you're not doing a client service system, then just knowing everything else about the product will be enough, I think, for most people. So in any case, with that, I want to move on to uh, what's new at Insights. And uh, the biggest thing happening today is we have Skatomatic coming on the show to record a uh, an episode of the Automation Podcast this afternoon on their uh, Modbus Simulator, which is I think it was seventy five dollars, and it has unlimited simulation capabilities for Modbus TCP devices, Modbus RTU devices, and Modbus ASCII devices. So I'm very excited to sit down with them and have them on the show and do that recording this afternoon. And from there, I want to go to uh, updated downloads. I noticed a couple over on Siemens' website. Now, I'm not familiar with these products, but I did want to pass it along that there was a new update for the Somatic uh, PCS7 version 8.2 SP1. There was also a new version of SciCam PAS PQS version 8.20. And from there, there was also a new manual, and I have no idea what this product is, but it looked really interesting. It's on Siemens Industrial AI Model Manager. So if you're using that product, then uh, beware, there's a brand new manual on it. And uh, I also found a new data sheet over on Schneider's site about their ASCO uh, surge protection devices, right? So these go up to 300 kiloamps per phase. So that's pretty heavy duty. So if you're interested in those, 
check that out. And then finally, there were a bunch of new documents listed on the Emerson site for the Betis XTE electric actuator, but most of them didn't have old dates on them. The only one that actually had an April 2023 date on it was the QuickStock guide. So if you're using this actuator, then um, you'll probably want to grab this updated QuickStock. Now I want to go over to events. I saw this very interesting event from Metla Toledo. This is about being prepared to deal with any uh, scale breakdowns, right? So um, they're kind of talking about harvest season here in this event. But, uh, you know, if you think about it, right, granaries use, you know, they use truck scales, they use rail scales, they have all kinds of different scales. They have small scales inside when they're measuring different, uh, uh, the different batches of product they have to put into the grain and mixes that the different mixes they sell. So I thought this would be interesting to anybody who's doing, uh, war, you know, maintaining scales. And this is coming up on uh, April 10th and 11th. From there, uh, Unitronics also has a new event coming up. It's Servos Made Simple via Ethercat. So another vendor using Ethercat. This is on April 19th. And uh, just a note on events, if there is an event that's in English that's being held early morning, Central European time, I'm not going to be highlighting it anymore. There are some vendors doing some like live streams from uh, Hanover Meese. And uh, they're so early. Most of us will either be just getting up and eating breakfast or, you know, we'll still be in bed like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. So I'm not going to share those with you because I think the majority of you will not be watching those live streams or webinars. But in any case, from there, I want to go over just a reminder. Next week is Manufacturing in America 23, April 12th and 13th. I'll be there on some mezzanine somewhere with my black uh, table and my black backdrop, I hope. And uh, in any case, if you come by, please come and see me. I'm going to be taking names down of people who uh, mentioned the morning show in their favorite segment. And uh, we'll be sending you either probably a nice coffee cup and appreciation for stopping by and saying hi. Again, completely free event. And it's over in uh, Detroit at Ford Field. A lot of other fun stuff to do there, too. You get to see a lot of the stadium that you wouldn't normally be able to get to see. So um, that's pretty cool as well. And from there, we go over to birthdays. And if today is your birthday, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. And if you want to connect with me, you can on LinkedIn. And if you have your birthday in your profile, then I'll see it's your birthday. And I'll be able to wish you a happy birthday like Jordy, Paul, Ayub, John, Dell, Ray, Francisco, Belagun, Kenneth, Ismail, Jim, Justin, Kithrith. And that's it. So I want to wish you all a very happy birthday. If I mispronounced your name, my apologies, but I hope you have a great day. From there, I just want to remind you that if you enjoy the show, you can support us starting at one cup of coffee a month. That's two bucks. And uh, you can do so over at automation.locals.com. And when you do support us, you not only can follow us, but you also can post your own articles, you can comment, and you can send me mess direct messages as well. And just a reminder here, like I do at the end of every show, that every single link we talked about today is at automate.news. No www, no .com, just automate.news. And you'll see all the links we talked about from contest to show. Um, if you click on the tip link, that'll take you to the form where you as a viewer can submit a news tip. I think I'm all caught up as of yesterday, uh, midday. So I want to thank everybody who sent the news tips. And um, you can send in a news tip or you can send them feedback. You know, say, hey, could you cover this guy? Could you cover that guy? And um, from there, if you click on the show link back at automate.news, that will take you to automate.show, which brings you here to the automationblog.com where you'll see an article for each show we've done. I think we're at 66 or 67 now. 
And when you go in there, you'll now not only find the video with closed captioning, but you'll also find the audio. You'll find links to every place we send either the audio or video file, like Google Podcasts and Pandora and Spotify. But now I'm also adding all the links. So if you're already here watching or listening to the show, all the links will be there as well as automate.news. The difference is automate.news has all the links from every show. This particular article will only have the links from this show. Now I'm going to try something new today. When I uh, send the video edition out to YouTube and Rumble, I'm going to try to include the links in that as well. Um, I know there's limits on how much text you can put in there. And I've run into that before when trying to add a bunch of links, so it may not be possible. But in any case, they are all here on the article for the daily show at theautomationblog.com. And with that, I just want to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend a little bit with me to take a look at what's new in industrial automation. And I want to wish you a very happy, safe, and healthy day. And until next time, my friends, peace.